It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad Yeah, this is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The Podcast Yes, yes Back at it Tail half of the Black History Year of 2021 we here, we in the building, still in your in your eared canal, you know what I mean? Talking that shit. Happy to be here. How are you doing? I'm doing great, my brother. Sounds good, brother. Sounds good. <laughs> there you go. Hey man. What's up? Talk to me. You know, when you're dealing with black men, black men go through stages, right? Okay. And this is just something that just popped in my head because we because all right, brother. But you know what I'm saying? You know, like the eighties niggas was real aggressive, you know what I'm saying? And you know, like hard, like onyx hard, you know what I mean? And then over time, you know, cats started easing up. Like, yeah, and it, and they don't get a lot of love in the media or or like, you know what I'm saying, like it doesn't show up anywhere, but when you're dealing with real life as a black man with other black men and shit, niggas are getting, I mean, I know they show a lot of violence and shit like that, but like cats is getting more polite these days. You know what I'm saying? Like more respectful about shit. Like, you know, when somebody bump into you, now it don't be no hard, aggressive moment. It'd be like, oh man, pardon me, brother. You know what I mean? Woo, woo, woo. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What's up, beloved? You know what I mean? Like, cats be talking about beloved. I'd be like, what is going on? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's like the changing of the sentiment. You know what I mean? And, and one time a, a stud mm-hmm. stepped on my feet in a, in in a in a like a club like environment probably like two years ago a club like environment <laughs> I like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a it was a it wasn't a club club it was like a lounge okay what's that you know what I'm saying it's like a lounge type of spot and you know so, so it was kind of easy it wasn't a very aggressive situation it wasn't like bottles and you know what I'm saying bottle service and all that so that's why I say it was more club like got it and and she stepped on my foot. And then she looked me up and down like Onyx, you know what I'm saying? Like, ah, ah. And, I, and I thought to myself, like, like, who is she impersonating? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. men don't even act like that no more. You know what I'm saying? She like, got an old <laughs> reference point. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, man, you are extra hard. Like, you might want to roll up one of your jean legs and tie a bandana around your calf. Oh, man. Either that or get a software update. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> different, it's a different man out here nowadays. Yeah, I feel you. That's yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, so I was just I want to appreciate, you know what I'm saying, where black men are now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as much as a bad rap that we get on a lot of occasions, when I do see a group of men together, you know what I'm saying? Usually be like, oh shit, this nigga's about to be tripping. Right. But as I'm passing by, you see a lot of smiling, a lot of domino playing, and you know what I'm saying? Niggas just kicking it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, we are being poor. We need a new publicist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely need a new press campaign. It's tough too, because to that point, what I've noticed, it, to your point, yeah, it's definitely a lot more. Uh, I don't know if tenderness is the word or like just uh, 
Nah, because it's like a lot of lot more sensitivity, a lot more uh, uh, a broader array of feelings are expressed. Right. Definitely. Right. And it's weird though because sometimes it's like you know if you've been a black man through the years. There's so many, like, there's the evolution. So there are moments right. of hang-ups. I just had right. one of these moments recently. You know, every time I've been, <laughs> recently I've been feeling like when my homies would text me or some shit like, yo, I love you, bro. <laughs> I'm in it. <laughs> and he about to hit him back with the, I love you too, bro. But it be feeling weird, but it's like, that's love. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's different. It's a it's an evolution, so it's not what you're comfortable with. It's you know what I mean. You, you know what I mean. It's like a transcript of love. Look at this nigga right. over here. It's like your your, your fucking black man from '94 looking at your text message. Look at this right. shit, huh? Okay, oh, in love ass. Sensitive. Yeah, oh, sensitive. You know what I mean? Hey. Hey, but you gotta take the when you do when you respond back, you gotta take the eye off and just be like, love you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just love. Yeah. <laughs> see people much, say, much love. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, but it's 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 like one of those. It's I feel like that right there. That that transaction is almost like a a, a challenge. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's see where you at with it. Let's see if you right. still on some old hyper masculinity shit, or if you you know what I mean. You know. So it's good. It's it's always funny too because it definitely pops up around the time somebody die, which is totally unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Somebody die. That's when people be like, "Yo, yo, listen, man. Before I go, I just want to let you know, man. I love you, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it mm-hmm. always, it's always a little bit of it's always a little bit of preemptive uh, aggression. Yo, 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 listen. You know what I'm saying? You gotta do that <laughs> sniff. You know what I'm saying? Real talk though. Yeah, I mean, I love you though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just just you. know that. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right. All right, man. Anyway, I'm out. And, <laughs> yeah, God. And, and the, <clears throat> the shit that, you know what I'm saying, it, and it be like some of the toughest guys, you know what I'm saying? So it don't be like, you know, like a, a urbane, metrosexual type of guy in a suit. It be like your hardest, like cats who've been through something who really understands the value of making it this far. You know what I mean? And and, and it's like you you almost buy into the media tropes and it'd be like, you know, you try to hang on to some of the things, but then it's like, damn, why? You know what I mean? Right. Why? Why? You know, and then as you start to look, you start to see a different a different rapport going on. It's like, you know, I know the news show a lot of the wild shit happening nowadays, but what they don't show is like the regular everyday cats just, you know what I mean? It's, it's like on one of the blocks in my neighborhood, the the next block the same street but the next block over yeah it's like a lot of um people who've been on that block for a long time old timers a lot of men you know what I'm saying like my block got a lot of women on the block but that block got a lot of men mm-hmm. and you see v- various generations of this block and and um New York Times did some the New York Times magazine did something on that particular block just mapping who actually still lives on the block recently. So, Probably in 2019. Okay. You know, so they did that one block and they, they went house to house and identified who owns the house, who lives there and shit like that. And they did a story on the changing bed style but how that block has retained a lot of, you know, old timers. Mm-hmm. 
So, so on that block, it's a lot of men, like older, younger, like multi-generation. And they all, you know what I'm saying? It's like you might see four or five houses with just men sitting on the stoop kicking it or, you know, grilling or just, you know, a couple of cars, double park. And, you know, they just on the sidewalk having a, a, a talk. I don't know if they're related or whatever, but because I'm an outsider in that space because I ain't been on that block. Right. But I'm looking at it, I'm like, damn, this is very different than, you know what I'm saying, what you normally get. And sometimes I'll be wanting to participate, but I don't know how to enter. <laughs> right, right, you know right. Yeah. But, you know, but it's changing. Like, black men and relationships with each other are changing. You know what I mean? It's not as on guard and uh, aggressive as it once was. In a lot of spaces Yeah Yeah no I peep it I definitely see it I think you know I definitely see it And then just overall You know it's so funny Like uh, Not even funny at all Um, It's just interesting The history of black people in America Just America particularly And obviously worldwide Mm -hmm. as well But you know Since I live in America Just the history of black people is still evolving, you know? Like, right. you know, because there was so much of our history that, to your point, was being propagated to mm-hmm. to everybody in the United States, but, you know, particularly the black community. So to your point where you like, damn, you know, I don't even recognize the black people that I'm seeing in these, uh, right. these reports that I'm reading or right. I'm hearing about, like I got when I'm when I'm on the ground, this is what I'm seeing, and it's just like, right. you know, it's one of those things that it's it's evolution live and, and, and like live in real time, and hopefully and ultimately, you know, with the um, the help of the black community, not with the help, but the urging of the black community, or even with the um, the asserting of the black community, the media. May not all the way catch up, but they're gonna they're gonna be forced to update because shit's gonna look antiquated and people are not gonna you're not gonna even feel that you know what I'm saying because they're like right. nah that ain't that's not that's off base so well but they they've always been off base and that's why there's not a lot of engagement with black men in particular with media like especially when it comes to advertising and shit like that where you know what I'm saying that whole dear black man piece was based off of some research that one of these big companies, you know, commissioned to do this multi-million dollars of research about black men and how to reach these unreachable people. And, you know what I'm saying? So it's an, they understand that they don't get it. And, you know, some companies are trying to tap in because there's a, there's a huge market. You can ask Neiman Marcus and Saks Fifth Avenue and Louis Vuitton. And Gucci, how big that market is, because you know what I'm saying these are the same guys that floated them the whole recession. But that's a whole another thing. The whole not recession, the whole pandemic, which you know what I'm saying was was a recession to some. You know what I mean? But the thing about it is, is the media is never on the ground and never on time with the sentiments. You know what I mean? Even when when it was the crack era and shit was going wild, they still didn't tap into the majority of what was going on, men, women in particular, in general. You know what I mean? So it's like when it was everything was hood and gangster, it was like there was no mothers and grandmothers and who was 
who was fucking cooking breakfast and taking care of these kids and and taking care of the community. Like, you know what I'm saying? If everybody's so fucking gangster, like, you know what I'm saying? How does these how do these communities still be here? And you know what I'm saying? How do these grocery stores and all this shit still here and thrive and shit? Because it's regular people who do shit every day that's very normal and loving. And you know what I'm saying? Is there are happy people in these hoods? You know what I mean? Which probably are the majority of the people. But they single out a minority group that's making the most noise. And then they, they paint this picture like that's the whole hood. And it's not the case. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nah, that's that's a it's a real observation. I I agree with it. You know, definitely yeah. seeing that out there. Yeah, that's what's up. Um, <clears throat> so, how are you though? I don't know if you spoke to that. How are you doing, <laughs> brother, beloved? I'm good. There you go, I'm, brother. I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good out here, you know what I'm saying? Trying to make a way, you know what I'm saying? I don't know way. Make a dollar out of 15 cents, Uh-oh. you know? I hear that. <laughs> I hear that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm good, man. Um, just moving around, uh, doing a couple of big meetings and shit. Got to, you know, trying to set up my fall, really. Um, it's hard oh, to set up. fall, your autumn. I thought you meant like set up yeah, for the autumn. downfall. Okay, I'm like, damn. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. Downfall. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Downfall. Nah, my bad. Who, who, up with it onward. Up with it onward. You- <laughs> who does down? I'm I'm embracing my upness. You're talking about a downfall. Man, my bad. No, that sir. was me. My party. No, <laughs> nah, man. I'm um embracing my autumn because, you know, you got to get ahead of this shit sometimes. You can't keep chasing the the season that you're in because you got you to gotta plan for the next one. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to be a squirrel out here and collect your nuts for the winter and shit because ain't nobody coming to save your ass when shit slow down and everybody get in the Christmas mode. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Nah. You, you got to get, you got to be ahead of the curve on that. So I'm planning my fall and, um, and 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 get my lining up my ducks and doing my meetings and doing my due diligence on how to grow and um and excel and launch new things that can carry me into my twilight. That's what I'm focused on. Wow. It's kind of like no, it's kind of like your retirement plan, but it's not planning for retirement. It's planning on what work do I do now that if I had to do it into the end, I would enjoy it. Right. So it's like getting out the ideas and the concepts and the random thoughts and putting them out there in the world in a way that they can actually be done and get them out of your head so that you are doing the work that that's that, that you're working towards as opposed to just working and then someday I'm going to do the stuff that I had in the back of my mind. I'm going to empty my mind now and then catch up on the work and make sure the work is catching up with what my, my thoughts are. So that's, so that's what I'm on right now. I'm actually for the first time building a site for my, my own personal brand and even my business brand because before I didn't have no sight because it was like in the type of work that I did, I was in a vulnerable space because I was a, 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 a small outfit 
that, um, you know, didn't have a lot of resources, didn't, you know what I'm saying, but I had some big clients. So what would happen is, you know, your competitors would go to your site, look at what you got going on, and then double back and hit up your people like, yo, you know what I'm saying, we could do it better, cheaper, or whatever. And then now you got an unnecessary competition when you can't really stand it. You know what I'm saying? You're not in a place. You're vulnerable. And so, or when somebody says, hey, use these guys. They can handle the work that you got. And then what would happen would be people would be like, you know, I run an investment firm and I'm trying to do some content. Then they'll go look at your site. And then the first thing they see would be not investment shit, not financial shit, but maybe some entertainment shit or some, you know what I mean, brand stuff, but not in their lane. And then be, they'll immediately write you off like, ah, you know, these guys can't do what we need them to do. So I took the site down. And then when somebody had a request, you know, you would ask them, well, what type of project is it? Well, it's a financial, da 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 Oh, okay. And then you put together a group of videos that you've done in that space because over what, 10 years, we've done over 400 some types of videos. So, you know, ultimately you end up with some stuff that fit that space and they're like, oh shit, you did that for that company? Okay, then shit, you can do that for us. So, with a site, they was making a decision before they even had a conversation. So, but that's in the client service space type of space. So now, moving into more of a idea, ideation space, or more of a product space, it's time to sell your own brand, sell your own square, raise your own flag, create your own nation. And that's that's what I'm on. That's what's up. I like that. <clears throat> it's funny. I was just uh, peeping, having this thought uh, to myself as of late. Like, I don't want to say websites are back because I don't know if they really went anywhere but you know like there was a moment where people were like well you don't need a site if you got social media you got you know Instagram whatever whatever that is your website or what you know and mm-hmm. you know I always I always kept a site just for like uh, for performance dates and things like that people say yo when's your next shot so you go here and mm-hmm. I put and I, you know I try to be Diligent about keeping it updated, you know, because that's the mm-hmm. worst thing. You go to somebody's site and it's it's kind of stagnant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And um, but just as recently, I've been looking at a few people's websites of all all types. You know, just just peeping the layout because it was always a thing. Like I feel like ever since a website was a thing, it's always mm-hmm. been like it's kind of like you know how. It's almost the equivalent, you know, you go to an office, their lobby, you know, how their lobby look. If it's a nice lobby, mm-hmm. if it's a fly lobby, well, how's it designed? Like the website, how it speaks to you, how it comes across, what does it, what does it mm-hmm. connote, you know, all of that. And I've just been paying attention to that. And I'm, uh, similarly to what you're talking about, I'm trying to not set up my... Well, yeah, I guess set up my fall, but set up the the these last six months of 2021 now that I'm getting back into the world, you know what I mean, and starting to, uh, you know, make money again, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could start <laughs> delegating a little bit and starting to get back to what we was talking about a, a few episodes ago, actually, you know, paying people to do certain things that you're not good at, 
You know, like, mm-hmm. hey, I need some help on this. So even since some consultation, because I just I want to I want to get back to my, you know, my online presence, you know, from a site to even social media and things of that nature. Like I, I've definitely been, you know, absentee in that in that regard. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's just interesting that, you know, you're talking about that something similar. But yeah, man, it's uh, I hear you on that. Just just. Just getting things, getting the ducks in the row, getting shit ready, getting, you know, getting, turning your, mm-hmm. turning your engine back on. You know what I'm saying? Call right. up an idol for a bit. Like, now it's like, all right, right, let me go ahead and let warm up this engine. Let me get back in this world. You know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Because I actually, I had my first, I haven't been on stage yet, but I had my first um, outing. Like real deal, mm-hmm. we we gonna see what this vaccine is about type of outing. <laughs> yeah, man. So I went to a went to a wedding, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the uh, El Capitan. He got married. You know, young. What? What? Yeah, yeah, young Vlad. Young Vlad got married. Get the fuck fuck out of here. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salute to Vlad and his wife. Haiti, you know what I mean? They, they, I would, I would feel, feel some, some type, type of way, way but, but I'm not. not. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which means I feel a type of way. But uh, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, he did, he did his thing, he did that, and uh, so I went Damn, out. That's what's up. Yeah, it was cool, you know. So uh, shout out to that man. Uh, and uh, you know, so I, I and I went, you know, what I, mean? I went to the joint. I was, I was shit, I was. In the joint, but I went to the joint, and I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. nobody in that. Nobody. Well, the the decision was that it was people. Go, if you come in, you're vaccinated. I guess that was right, the right. unspoken. I don't because it wasn't like it was no informal. You ain't signed nothing. You ain't saying nothing. You know that's just that's just how we live in now. Like we taking everybody right, word right. for it. That if you ain't got no mask on, you you vaccinated, right? You good. You in the clear. <laughs> so I'm in the mix. With all types of people. And, you know, it was funny because in the moment, first of all, I was just happy to, to be there. You know what I'm saying? To, to witness the whole situation and, and, you know, just happy for him. So I was in the moment. I was fully present. I wasn't even in my head about, you know, COVID and droplets and all of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was mm-hmm. like, I was really there having engaging with people, you know, chopping it up, having regular conversations as if there was no pandemic. <laughs> Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I'd forgot sometimes people spit when they talk. I was like, oh, shit. I got hit. You know, I, got hit. I, was like, ah. I didn't even panic, though. That's the crazy thing. I didn't panic until I was in the car going home. Until mm. I was by myself back in my vehicle. You know, you always, for me, I always, whenever I'm in a situation with a lot of people throughout this last year, when I get, you know, when I, I get back, to regroup by myself I guess you don't regroup by yourself I guess you do But a group is more than one Anyway When you get back with your own thoughts <clears throat> You get a little little tickle And you, throw, you get a <clears throat> your little cough You're like damn nigga Did that shit activate that fat? You know start thinking about it Like ah oh, you got remorse or whatever I think I'm good You know you do the 10 day uh, countdown or whatever But uh, it was interesting man It was just like okay So that was like the pilot and you know now you know I've been uh, in contact. You know I got a I got a show coming up, and I've been I have a show coming up in Atlantic City. A couple shows coming up in Atlantic City at the end of July. But then I'm gonna start doing some stuff locally fairly mm-hmm. soon. 
So it's just like getting my mind right for that. But back to the the initial part of the whole thing, it's just like, you know, getting that engine running again, getting the, you know, like uh, <clears throat> wiping down the whiteboard and putting some new shit on there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like seeing where we at with it. But uh, yeah, yeah, man, I was in the world. I was in the world like in a in a in a real way. I kind of felt like how you felt when you went to that uh to that Hawks game, you know, where you like, mm. "Ooh, okay, so this is this is this is a crowd. This is a lot of motherfuckers." You know what it's I mean? It's a crowd crowd. It's yeah, a it crowd is. crowd. Absolutely. This is this is a this is a big group of people. But uh right. yeah, but it was fun. It was it was cool, uh, you know. Uh, I'm happy to be back into the world. I will not be in the world while you're listening to this probably until evening because it's going to be a fucking full 97 degrees. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm not the biggest. I don't like the. I mean, the summer's cool, but when it get north of 90, I look for shade. I'm not really, I'm not really, uh, I'm not, I know you from from the tropics and all of that. I don't know what yeah, your, yeah, your yeah. stand is, but I don't like all this humidity and super heat uh, mm-hmm. I kind of duck it, and uh, I don't really, I don't really have a whole lot of summer. I don't got no real summer retire. I'm still rocking with old with, with a 2019 situations. Hey, hey. Well, I'm from Miami, so it was summer all the fucking time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you you have coping mechanisms, and then you have you know, it's just like. Well, I'm I'm about to. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's hot all the fucking time. So, yeah, when you have to take a walk or walk to somewhere, you typically find the shade side of the street to walk on. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to, because if you're walking on the sun side of the street, you're going to smell like outdoors by the time you get where you're going. You know what I mean? That's even after you park your car, you're walking to the building, you're going to find the trees and you're going to walk under them motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? That's one. If you don't have to be outside earlier in the day, you don't. You know what I'm saying? You're never going to just see, you know, randomly I'm outside. Like, motherfuckers outside because they either have to be, they're going to, going to work, coming from work, or they just they have some shit to do. But generally, if it's leisure, people are not coming outside until the sun hits that crest of setting. You know what I'm saying? And usually there's some type of sun shower that happens like three o'clock or some shit like that. So it's going to rain. Then the sun starts setting and then it's cooler. Then people start to emerge and come out in the world. Some people don't come out tonight. You know what I mean? Um, What's the other shit you got to do? You know, Um, I mean, that's, that's just the majority of your main shit. Oh, the last shit, which is not a, a widely uh, used thing. I learned it in high school. It was probably in um, 10th grade in, bio, in biology or some shit like that. And we were on the chapter talking about the hypothalamus. You know, hypothalamus, hypothalamus control your body temperature and shit like that. I'm like, okay, that's some good information to know. A few days later, I'm in math class and the air condition is broke. <laughs> it's hot as fuck in this bitch. But then I remember the, the the lesson on the hypothalamus, and I was like, oh, like maybe if I talked to my hypothalamus, I could cool down and shit. 
And so I practice talking to my hypothalamus. Hey, hypothalamus, it's kind of hot in this motherfucker. Can you bring the temperature down just a little bit and we could, you know what I'm saying, survive? You know, and then it started working. And so, <laughs> so I'm walking home one day with my homeboys. You know, it's a group of us. We walk home and shit. And everybody's sweating. And then one of them look over at me and I wasn't sweating. He's like, man, why you not sweating? What, light-skinned people don't sweat? I was like, man, I sweat, but you probably just need to talk to your hypothalamus. You know what I'm saying? Niggas like, man, get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. I'm like, all right, I'm trying to tell you, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I I use that as, you know, even when I feel like I'm getting sick, I try to talk to my antibodies and shit like that. That's why, you know what I'm saying, it's good to know the uh, the things and what they do within your body so you could communicate with them effectively. You know what I'm saying? I could call them by name. Okay, antibodies, where y'all at now? I'm going to need y'all on this. Niggas is sneezing and spitting when they talking. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> so I use, I use it in that manner. And it was like, um, and as we get, as I got grown, people, you know, in the summertime, I like to wear, like one of my uniforms for like, you know, um, where you got to look presentable in the summer is a, is a, a white, a white button down or a white, you know what I'm saying? Some type of white shirt, but I like to wear a white shirt with long sleeves. You know what I'm saying? And, and that was at homecoming 2018 at this party, you know what I'm saying? It's hot, da, 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 but I got, you know, I'm talking to my hypothalamus. We good. We already had an understanding before we went outside. You know what I'm saying? I got my white shirt on, reflecting the sun rays, you know what I mean? Keeping the sun off of my skin, you know? That's important. And then um, somebody, this, this lady came up to me like, you not hot? You making me hot? I was like, you might want to talk to your hypothalamus, baby, because shit, you know what I'm saying? I'm cool. You see me sweating? Nope, I'm good. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it's... It's something you could do about that shit. You know what I mean? It's not just nature doing its thing. It's something that you could do to react to it. And, you know, that's that's one of the things that I've learned over life. Mind over matter. Talk to the hypothalamus. That's real shit. You know, they were saying, I was saying, I don't know where I heard it just recently, but they say that so much of disease starts mentally. You know, like Mm -hmm. if you dwell in or... You know, if you you know you focus on the wrong things or whatever, if you don't really get control over, uh, <clears throat> you know, manip not manipulating your emotions, but just kind of, you know, I don't, it's it might sound just uh, trivial to say think positive, but you know, like if you're kind of a little bit more in tune with what's going mm-hmm. on, identifying the problem, looking more solution based or you know, mm-hmm. changing your perspective and things like that, that ultimately it can help you physically, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I believe that. I believe it too. I believe it in all things, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times when you see somebody good at some shit, they have claimed that shit in their mind. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit, I am good at this shit. And this is what I'm going to do. This is how I do it. Now, you're not going to beat me at this, you know? And... That applies, like, you know, we see it in sports and we we we, we applaud it in sports when a guy is super competitive and he's not going to give up. He's going to leave it all on the court. But you could do that shit in your regular life. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the shit that you want to do. You can set your mind to do that shit 
And it might not win every time, but you get to a point where you fully have overcome something because you believe that you could. And I've seen that shit over and over again. You know what I mean? I've experienced it. I've tried it. I've done it. I still got shit I need to overcome. But I have never gave up. You know what I'm saying? On shit that I knew I could figure out. And a lot of times when you figure this shit out, you be like, damn, I need this. I need this. Man, 90% of the time, everything you need, you already got. Everything you need to get where you're trying to go, you already got that shit. You just got to implement some shit that you're not implementing. And I believe that shit all the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, like once you set your mind to some shit like this, this is what I am, this is what I'm going to do, this is how I'm going to be, that shit start, okay, forming, formulating in your way. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. <clears throat> yeah, man. I had to actually get in my mind and fight off the itis because I ate right before we uh, <laughs> we cracked these mics. And I, <laughs> I, felt, I felt that itis creeping up, but I was like, nah, I got to be present. I got to be in this moment. You know what I mean? And I'm good. Sound like you ate good. Sound like you ate good over there. What was the meal? <laughs> I had steak, macaroni and cheese, and this. Uh, Damn. Yeah, yeah. I went, yeah, I ate like I ate like I was going. It was done for. It was that was? I guess that's dinner. I just had an early dinner because yeah. I made a steak yesterday. I don't even eat a whole mm-hmm. lot of red meat as much anymore. I've been kind of chilling on it, right? But uh, I had a, a craving for. Uh, a New York strip, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just, I wanted to see, you know, because I've been trying to become better at making steak. I like a good steak with a nice little char on and the sear, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. looking at various ways to do that shit, so I said, fuck it. Last time I was at the grocery store, I copped a New York strip, so I've been, you know, kind of planning it out, waiting a few days, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to get to this. So I made that shit yesterday. And that shit was official. Sometimes you cook mm-hmm. some shit, you might have to just jump back and kiss yourself. You know what I mean? Kiss the ah. shit. <laughs> Feel good about it. Like, damn, nigga, I killed this one. This, this here, I won with this. So that shit was damn. fire. And it was a, you know, it was a nice size piece of steak. So I could, I could break it down to the next situation. The shit was so good. You know how you be thinking about the leftovers since, mm-hmm. since you put them right in the refrigerator. You're like, oh, I can't wait to get back to that. So that's probably why I ate it so early. I was starving. <laughs> and uh yeah, now nah, that shit that shit was fire. That shit was very good. It came out it came out official. I enjoyed it. And you know, I had some old <laughs> I, I pulled the old, you know, the freezer shit. So I had some macaroni and cheese mm-hmm. that I made a while back in the freezer. You know what I mean? I put that out yesterday, put that in the refrigerator. So then that shit came back and then I forgot that that macaroni, that shit was fire too. So it was a good little it was a good little moment where I was like, okay, okay, D. Yeah, so that was that. And uh yeah, that was that was that was it, man. I was feeling good. I was feeling good, but I felt I felt a little bit of itis coming on. But uh as soon as we cracked the mics, I think now nah, just the energy is there. You know what I'm saying? So I'm here, I'm chilling. You know, oh, you done made me hungry. Yeah, man. <laughs> and I know my meal ain't finna be nothing like that. Hilarious. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. So that's that, dude. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of, um, 
Speaking of just cooking and all that, so I was, you know, me at the grocery stores. I, you know, that's probably one of the few places I'd been going to where there's a lot of people throughout this pandemic. And even beyond that, I think I've said this here before, the grocery store is one of them places I've linked into it. It's one of them places it's like a meditation, you know? It's like one of my places mm-hmm. where I kind of, like, I just, I take my time going through the aisles, like, and looking at all of the products. I take photos of certain shit, like, just, you know, like, I, I've talked about this. There's times when I'm on the road and after a show, Outside of clubs or whatever, like one of the few places that might be open is a 24-hour grocery store. So you might go get something just to take back to the hotel. But it's mm-hmm. also a place to just zone out. That's back in the day. I might have hit a joint and then like just zoned out in the grocery store and just walked there, just fucking loitered the aisles for a minute. So I, was, I wasn't high, but I was shopping just recently and I was taking my time and I'm going through it and you know hitting my eyes taking photos looking at certain shit like hmm I might have to come back for that or actually practicing restraint like nah I'm good on that typically I might have grabbed that but I'm a chill you know just little shit mm-hmm. right and then um, one moment of evolution I realized is I guess I'm getting older or more mature something's changed because the cereal aisle does not excite me anymore like it, it don't it don't do it like it used to cereal used to be my shit it was a battle you know what i'm saying where i'm like i don't want to get no bullshit i'm trying not to because cereal is nothing but straight carbs and sugar this is a straight you know you just waking right. up <laughs> and but it looked good you know the the right. you know it looks exciting different flavors different you know all of the bright colors all of that shit you know aesthetically and even you know just uh Actually, taste-wise, it was always something that was like, let me, let me just get mm-hmm. through this shit. As of late, mm-hmm. I've been going through the cereal aisle. I'm looking at that shit like it's just a regular-ass aisle. Like, I, I don't, you know, I've, I've damn near had every cereal that I ever wanted to have. You know what I'm saying? So I got a reference point. I'm not one of these. Sometimes I could get in my thing where, damn, I ain't had this in a minute. I want to I wanna try that again. And then you, you find out, you buy some shit just because you haven't had it in a while. And I think a couple things might have contributed to that. One, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> earlier in the year, I don't know if you saw this story, but um, this dude found some shrimp tails in his Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Did you see this shit? Mm-mm. Yeah, there was a story that came out. Uh, this kid, Jensen Carp. He used to be a, he used to be a rapper. He's Hot Carl. He was signed to a bad boy, white rapper. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, he found some uh, some shrimp tails in his cinnamon toast crunch, and he you know he had the photo. He put the shared it on Twitter, and it was a whole big thing. General Mills kind of got a little defensive. They was like, "Are you sure?" You know what I mean? Instead of saying, "Yo, my mm-hmm. bad," let's let's kind of make this right. They kind of started saying maybe he was lying, whatever, whatever. But from the right. photos, it looked like it was legitimate. I don't know how it mm-hmm. happened. Maybe whoever was working the, the the thing had some shrimp. Said fuck it, you know what I mean? <laughs> he threw the shit in the batch and was like, "It is what it is." But that turned me off one because I love cinnamon toast crunch. That's one of those. That's one. That's up there. Uh-huh. That's one of those top tier cereals. But then you know I'm allergic to shrimp. I don't really fuck with shrimp, so that shit kind of all the way turned me off. And the way that they handled that, I was kind of whack. And then I think there was some other shit. Oh, I went and bought some, um, I bought some peanut butter checks recently on a whim. 
Like I typically <laughs> like peanut butter cereals. You know what I mean? Like I like right. uh, peanut butter, uh, cap and crunch. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's, that's the, the one. That's the one. That's the one. Right. Absolutely. So I like peanut butter, cap and crunch. They actually got, re- you know, they got Reese's Puff cereal. And um, mm-hmm. actually about maybe a month ago, Little Yachty was on the cover of those. The cover. I'm making it sound like a magazine. He was on the front of the shit. But um, mm-hmm. so I said, you know, I typically like peanut butter cereal. I fuck with checks typically, you know, like a cinnamon or whatever. Let me try these peanut butter checks. Them shits was trash. So I think <laughs> combine those two things kind of got me looking, you know, lukewarm on the cereal aisle. So that's that. And then beyond that, you know, the, the supermarket I go to has a nice little beer selection, too. And... Mm-hmm. I realize a lot of the times when I'm judging a beer, besides the ABV, you know what I'm saying, the alcohol content, I'm looking at the, uh, I often look at the cover art. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like record shopping. Like, I look at these beers and I'm like, oh, this is kind of fire. And there's a lot of, like, a lot of beer distributors, they use different artists. Like, they'll actually commission right. artists to do some cool shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Um I forget one of the names of one of the one of the one of the people that we've rocked with before. I forget the name of the actual the um I can't remember, but the distributor or whatever. But yeah, there's there's quite a few, but in particular this one mm-hmm. beer company, they they use pretty cool artists and shit like that. So I find myself like being inspired by, you know, like the the presentation, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I find myself also taking a whole lot of photos when I'm in that aisle, which I don't know. I don't think it's as weird as it used to be, but uh-huh. I definitely, when I'm in the supermarket, I take photos of mad shit, whether it's just the packaging, because maybe I want to flip it for like a flyer or something. I always got that in my back of my mind since I was young. But And then it's also mm-hmm. like prices and shit. I'm Johnny Price comparison. You know what I'm saying? Okay, mm-hmm. they got this here for this. When I go over here, this shit just you know what I mean? Whatever, whatever. But anyway, that's mm-hmm. that's 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 just no, there's no, no, no the, 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 the beer thing is 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 very interesting to me. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Because they are using a lot of artists and they're venturing away from just your traditional cans and bottles and stuff like that. So right. packaging is becoming very important. Um and, you know, a lot of these, you know, with the local breweries and stuff like that coming of age, there's a, you know, they're they're touching deeper into the community for relevant things and places and artists and shit like that. Even like, you know, your your boy uh, Nice Things in Philly, you know, with his beer. Yeah, Chill Moody and his partnership with the brewery and and I think he moved into kombucha and some other shit now. Um, was dope, you know what I'm saying? And then here in Atlanta, um, there's a brewery that partnered with uh, City, not City of Ink, but with, with Atlanta Influences Everything to make a lemon pepper wet beer, Hilarious. which was interesting. You know what I'm saying? You had I it? think, uh, yeah, I had it. The artist who did the packaging is uh, Tuki Carter, I think his name is. He own, He's like one of the owners of City of Ink tattoos. Uh-huh. So he did the packaging, which is dope. The beer itself, you know what I'm saying? Dope in concept, but it, it's, it tastes more like a, a woman's beer to me because it's more like a, it's very citrusy, very lemony, you know what I'm saying? So it, it comes off more like a like a hard cider than it does like a beer, which is cool if it's cold and you're out and about and you're kicking it just on some kick it tip, but it just wouldn't be what I would sit down and drink. 
You know what I mean? Right. I need something with a little more bite to it. You know what I'm saying? With a little more, you know, aggressiveness to the palate. Um, but I think all of that is interesting because you do have a lot of black breweries popping up. Um, and I'm a fan of beer because just the amount of flavors and things that they're doing with it, it like creates this range of taste and, and shit that, that uh, you know, it's not just Heineken and Corona. You know what I'm saying? Because I grew up, it was just Heineken and Corona. You know what I'm saying? Red Stripe at a Jamaican event. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the first time I drank a beer that wasn't like Heineken or Corona was in L.A. And it was a Hefeweizer. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the guy, he broke it down. He's like, you know what? Hefeweizer is pretty good. It's great for summer. And then you put this, squeeze the orange juice, the orange in it, and it gives it, opens up the flavor. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then he squeezed the orange and shit. And he, I took the drink. I drank the drink. And I'm like, wow, that shit is, that shit is dope. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, wow. I, I, I You know, I never thought of beer in a way of, you know, trying these different flavors. I just thought Corona and Heineken. You know what I mean? And that just opened my eyes to, you know, exploring this. It's a lot of different things to explore when you go down that rabbit hole. And, um, you know, sometimes you, you come across a, a, a dud spud. Like it's one, I, I had one, one craft beer, man. That shit was tastes like garbage. You know what I'm saying? Like literal garbage. It's like, like it tastes like a skunk smell. It's like a very pungent. I'm like, what the fuck? Hell nah. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, um, I had this one beer, Maine, Maine Beer Company. Mm-hmm. Very small outfit, but they were selling it at a restaurant in Bed-Stuy. And I was like, oh, man, this is fucking delicious. You know what I'm saying? Looked them up. They was a small outfit operating out of, like, a barn, like a little barn in their yard or some shit. And now they now they expanded. They doing bigger shit. But I think they opened their own brewery, like a, like a physical place you can go to now um so you know i like it it's like discovering independent artists and shit right i was about to say that it's got that independent you know that that come up feel to especially when they just starting you know real modest Mm -hmm. and they blow up the um the brewery that i was saying that uses a lot of artists is um doghead you know we've had doghead before yeah 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 yeah, they they definitely use quite a few good artists and shit like that or they put you on to a new artist or whatever they they lean into mm-hmm. the art and shit, but um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, man, yeah, that's my that's that might be the new cereal out. Might <laughs> replace Lucky Charms and all that other shit. Speaking of the crazy flavors, I don't know if it's real or not, but I saw online that they got flaming hot frosted flakes. You know, they're going oh. crazy with these flaming hot flavors. Yeah, that sounds like some bullshit, first of all. Mm. Flaming mm. hot and milk, which is ridiculous. But yeah, I don't know if it's true or not. Maybe the the, the milk would offset the flaming hot. That's that's interesting. Maybe, that's but even still, like I just don't even think that, that flavor profile even match. Yeah, yeah. Cheetos and milk. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about the flaming hot shit. I think we all. I mean, I think that shit is cancerous. <laughs> it's the blue yeah, raspberry the, of this day. What the fuck? Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. What the fuck is this shit? You know, 
it's just sorcery. Like, what kind of chemicals y'all using to create these flavor profiles that make a chip taste like whatever? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, I, I mean, I'm not young no more. So you know, when I was back in my day, sour cream and onion was dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, sour cream and cheddar was dope with a fucking Dr. Pepper and shit. But you can't eat like that no more when you grow. <laughs> That'd be like your whole day. That's your sustenance for the day. Nigga, I had some Doritos and a Dr. Pepper, nigga. Good. Right, be straight <laughs> with it. Yeah, that'd be it. Yeah. Mm-mm. Flaming Hot feel like that shit popping up everywhere, too. You know how flavor get real hot for a minute? No pun intended, mm-hmm. but it just get, you know, it's, it's real popular and shit like that. They trying to put it in everything. So, yeah, I guess it's running yeah. its course. But, uh, yeah. 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 Anyway. Shit. What else is good with you? Ah, man, shit. Life is good. You know, speaking of uh, Flaming Hot Cheetos, my daughter, she's a fan of Flaming Hots. You know what I'm saying? And everything else that drives a daddy up a wall and shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we're at we're at that age, you know what I'm saying? She's a teenager, thirteen now, and you know this is when your kids start asking for all the shit that you're gonna say no to and shit. Hey, can I get fucking lashes? Can I get fucking? Can I dye my hair? Can I fucking get contacts? That was the latest shit. Colored contacts, contacts. or just contacts? Colored. Con- Colored context, just to, to see how it did with her. The framing was, I want to just see how it looks. I'm like, which I know that's the trick. Once you got them, you're going to, you know what I'm saying, try to rock them. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? And I don't fucking fuck with that kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? Not that, you know, I don't want to be the the policing women dad. Uh-huh. But let, let yourself become a woman. You know what I'm saying? And so it had the conversation of, you know, you know, I would like you to see yourself as yourself. You know what I'm saying? While you're still young, you know, while you're forming your, in your formative years. You know, before, you can do whatever you want when you're grown, but, you know, here, you know, see yourself as yourself for a minute. And they don't get that. You know what I mean? Especially you come up in the world and it's Instagram, there's filters, there's, you know, everything is not yourself. Everything that's hot is not organic and natural you know what i'm saying so to speak you know what i'm saying on a on you know at the higher levels of hotness so it's kind of like damn bro how you how you figure this shit out how you do this shit without you know what i'm saying uh making your child feel like you're against everything that's them so so to speak as what they think, what yeah, you're a hater, you're 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 a, you're a greatness blocker, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like man, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Be, and it comes so fast, like you know what I mean? Like before, it might be once every three, four months. Now that shit is every day. Some shit you gotta say. Oh no, nope, not that. If, yeah, if you let your my brother do this and that, you won't let me. Nope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And it, it, you know, but when you're talking about kids, they always over exaggerate the shit. You know what I'm saying? 
You let you know if my brother did that, you would let him do it. Deep in it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any anything he wants to wear, then he could wear it. Da, da, da. Well, you know what I'm saying. Right. He not really trying to wear, you know, shit that's you know all the way to the edge. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You are you trying to go to the edge with this shit, and I'm not with it. So, short of you know being a belligerent, oh hell no, ass daddy. You had to figure out how to have that conversation, and I don't know. I don't know how the fuck to have it for real. For real, I'm trying my best, but I don't know if I'm winning. You know what I'm saying? How do you how do you convince? I guess you don't. I guess it's 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 part of nature. Like your kids gonna always not get that shit they want, and then be like, "When I was a kid, my parents wouldn't let me motherfucking buy a 22 caliber pistol." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, no. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but, but you know, I don't know, man. That's all. I, I, I'm, I'm dealing with that type of shit now. That's the type of shit. I'm Special dealing. episode of Black Fathers. Black Fathers. I got two questions. Um, one, uh, what does your wife say? You know what I mean? Uh, how does uh-huh. she, how does she handle it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then two. When you're saying no, are you hitting your daughter with like an alternative or you just straight no? Or do you like try to spin it like, you know what, let's this compromise here, let's try this, or you just like, nah, <laughs> and throwing that shit. Get that shit out of here. What are you doing? First of all, my wife ain't playing no games with shit. She's like, no, and no. That don't get out of my face. You know what I'm saying? I'm the guy, you know what I'm saying? If mommy says no, or I'm a, I'm the first let wave, okay, shit, I might be able to get daddy, you know what I'm saying, to go along with some of the, not the pushover, but the, 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 you know what I'm saying, the lesser of two evils, you know what I'm saying? Um, You got a better chance at getting something out of the deal. Gotcha. Then, you know what I'm saying? So, so with me, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a no. Mm-mm, nah, I ain't got no alternative because I don't know where the shit gonna go next. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Unless, unless like you know, she sends some pictures or some shit and be like, okay, if that's what you're looking at, then you might. Sometimes there's alternatives for it. Sometimes it's just a no. You know what I'm saying? It's just a no, absolutely not. You know what I mean? Um, the contact shit, that's a no. Ain't no alternatives. Nah, come on, nah. That they ain't even finna get into. You know what I'm saying? That type of thing From my perspective You know what I mean Not on my dime Not on my watch You know what I'm saying <laughs> So I like that Not on my dime Not on my watch That shit sound crazy I like that shit That shit sound Militant than a motherfucker I can dig it Fathers against contacts but, Yeah but then You know Then you start You know Then you You, you start looking at the The conversation in the world and you know what I'm saying Am I being patriarchal Right right, You know what I'm saying But it's still hell nah <laughs> You know what I'm saying <laughs> Like you you, you had that conversation with yourself But come on man This, this is a child She could do all that, all that fly shit she want when she grown But you know what I'm saying I'm gonna at least try to Put you know Some of this shit in perspective and I don't know. I, I don't have all the answers. And I don't want to go overboard in the wrong way. So I keep that in mind as I'm, you know, 
I'm I'm parenting because I've seen it go off the rails. I've seen some parents be like, hell nah, and get real strict and be hell nah, hell nah, and then their kids, you know, volunteer to to you know to run away or you know saying like shit. I'm going to the group home to live with my friends because they can do whatever they want mm. and they think that shit is cool, right? Until it ain't cool, right? Until they there and shit. Then it's like, oh shit, and then then you. Then you shit you thirty something by the time you able to get yourself back and it still don't take away all of the negative experiences that you've put yourself in harm's way for those years. So, you know, you be trying to protect against shit and you be trying your hardest and you know what I'm saying? I didn't as a kid I didn't recognize, you know what I'm saying, how hard that is to protect your kids from what you know as an adult. Right. And what they don't know about being an adult. Why they rushing to get to adulthood You know what I'm saying Like If you go that way You're gonna pay for it For years You know what I'm saying It's not an easy walk You know what I mean It might seem easy When you're looking at it on the ground But when you're actually Taking that walk That's a hard walk You know And you be trying to protect them from that shit But then they be like That motherfucker right there blew up if that's what you want to call it, right, right. <laughs> don't you don't you don't want don't want you know don't you just want to be a doctor or some shit? God damn! <laughs> yeah, that shit's different now. I was gonna say how how different is it uh, on two levels? One, at raising a daughter as it was opposed to raising your two sons, and then mm-hmm. on top of that, this is your youngest. So, mm-hmm. again, she's done the research. Like, she was a witness to the the evolution of her two older brothers and what mm-hmm. went down and what was, you know what I mean? So, she got receipts mm-hmm. on a certain level. How is the, mm-hmm. how's the offense or the defense, how does it differ than uh, the parenting in the first, the first two? Well, the thing about parenting is that each child is f- different. You know what I'm saying? Way different They have a whole different Set of things And yes Entering the equation is Okay I've seen this one And I've seen that one I've seen how y'all did with them And I'm adding that To the equation as well On top of being a whole Different personality and shit And you know I, I be looking at You know I, shit, You know when people Be like old souls And shit like that You know what I'm saying That shit be making A lot of sense to me Cause you know you know, one of my kids feel like he never been here before. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is his first trip around this earth, and he's learning everything new. You know what I'm saying? Intuitively. My daughter, on the other hand, feel like she is 75 years old as a soul. You know what I'm saying? That no certain shit before you're supposed to know it, and and just, she just tapped into a different energy source. You know what I mean? So, which makes parenting her a whole lot different. Than parenting the boys You know what I'm saying Then you have one Who does the All of the societal things You're supposed to do right As a child Like you go to school Like as a child If you go to school Get A's And you do good at school Like you've done your job As a child You know what I'm saying As from what society says Like you've done All you what you need to do So You got one like that You know what I'm saying You got one who just You know who who has his own way of doing things and it might it works and then it don't work and then it works. You know what I'm saying? And then you have one that's just bull bullish on I know what I want 
and this is how I'm going to do it. And you have to create strategies for each one that to try to be fair and equitable. But, you know, each child is going to push different buttons. You know what I'm saying? Like some children, you first like, listen to me. And they they fall back and then, you know what I'm saying, recognize the error and then, you know, they come back a different way. Then some, you, listen to me. You're like, but that don't make no sense. You know what I'm saying? You're like, what? Listen to me. But, you know, when you did this and then did that, then da 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 you be like, well, God damn it, stop talking back. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And it don't work, you know? So you have to, you have to be able to, Deal with the personality of the child. And it ain't just because she's a girl. She's just different. You know what I mean? She's a whole lot different than anybody in the house, which I think is special, which I think is going to be the key to her success in this world. But it's a headache as a parent. You know what I'm saying? If we could fast forward to 1921. To the reveal. Yeah, shit. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be like, okay, this is the, if you go, whoop, whoop, then you could do, whoop, whoop. You know what I'm saying? You, this is how you make that into something successful. Right. But as a child, you're trying to protect them from the world, the big bad world out there. You know what I'm saying? You don't want, you already black and tall. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're already being over policed on everything you do you don't want to give them more ammunition to, to over police you and shit cause you got you know what I'm saying you got long nails and eyelashes and shit you know what I mean so you you giving them extra reason to discount you and all that shit so you trying to protect them from all of this shit that goes on in the world with grown people to try like just be a kid you know what I'm saying right. you gonna have a long time to be grown come on can you just but that's kind of out the door. So now you have to work with, okay, how do you parent a child that, you know what I'm saying, is is knowing what they want and they bull, bullish on what they want and how they want to do it. Right. But also knowing you was a child too and you was doing silly ass shit and you wanted to do shit that, that you know what I'm saying, your parents ain't want you to do either. You know what I'm saying? And and so while while I worry like God damn you want to you want to wear these kind of clothes blah, 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 blah. you want to buy clothes from these old cheap ass websites and shit, but then you think about when I was in middle school shit our whole style was from the flea market and shit you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. fake silk shirts from the flea market and shit Stacy Adam boots and tailor made pants and shit, but we thought that was the shit that shit looked crazy nowadays you know what I'm saying. The way that we was doing it. So, you know, that gives you optimism of saying, you know, she'll grow out of it and, and net out somewhere. You know what I mean? Hopefully your parenting kicks in and, and it nets out the way you would be, the, the way that you would like to, for it to work out. But if not, hopefully, you know what I'm saying, she's able to be successful at whatever, it, wherever it nets out. And that's all you, that's all you could want as a parent. It's tough. That should be coming fast. As soon as you, as soon as you get ready to focus on your work. Can I get a nose piercing? Oh Lord, no shit. But why? <laughs> but why? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, but that's what that's what I'm up to. Yeah. <laughs> so 
You saw the BET Awards? Well, I I I ain't gonna lie, I ain't seen them. But I did watch some of the highlights. <laughs> I did watch some of the highlights. But what struck me uh-huh. from what I did see is that a lot of, you know, since speaking of, you know, of of dressing and, you know, being young. A lot of these kids have cleaned up that little red carpet looks. You know what I'm saying? I was I was I was pretty impressed with some of the some of the looks, you know, that 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 some of these youngsters put together. I like I like what Cardi B had on in her performance, her pregnancy reveal with the with the open not open, but like, you know what I'm saying, the way they had the stomach framed. I I was like, okay, these kids learning what to do. Like the BT wars usually be, you know what I'm saying, a joke on the red carpet. But Mm-hmm. You know, then you you had someone. You know, you had like uh, Megan and her little her boyfriend. They was looking all like a little cute couple and shit. I'm like, look at look at the kids growing up out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> look at them. <laughs> you know look at them. Yeah. yeah, like look at the kids. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay. You know, uh, so that was that was one of the things I thought was uh, interesting about it. Uh, from from uh, just a a visual perspective. A lot of the kids have, you know, tightened up their their red carpet looks. Uh, you know, I guess you know the pandemic gave people time to think and reflect. Right. But but uh, you know, it was, it was the kids was looking good out there. You know what I'm saying? It Did you watch good. it with your? Oh, you ain't watch it. But I was going to ask you, who who's your daughter inspired by? Style wise, uh, she not she not even. I mean, she listened to the music. And stuff like that, I guess, but she's not referencing any particular um celebrity or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? It's just a a compilation of, you know, what you see in the neighborhood, like, you know, the girls around the way and and those types of you know what I'm saying, those types of things, you know. So it's like, you know, if you go to school every day and then you you passing girls with the triangle braids and da 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 da. Then that's what it is. Like she's very New York, and you know what I'm saying, very Brooklyn at that. You know what I mean? So she's a. It seems like she's affected by what's around the neighborhood more than what's on TV, so to speak. Cause they don't watch a whole lot. No well, it's like the the box braids, but instead of it being a square where the braid is coming out of, the way the parts are, they're triangles. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know what they was either. Oh, but, oh, oh, you know okay. I know you about the little plot of of hair yeah. at the base. Yeah, oh, okay, got it. Yeah, at the base where they parted. Instead of parting it as a square, they parted as a triangle, and that's the hot shit right now right. amongst kids. <laughs> got you, got you. Okay, got it, got it. I see. That's what you're saying. So. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So she, you know she loves Air Force Ones and shit. Like you know, like so she want to wear Air Force Ones, and her mom was like, "What the fuck?" Like you know what I'm saying, wanting to dress more like you know, like a girl. Right. And she does dress like a girl, but Air Force Ones is what it is right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she had one stretch where she had high top Air Force Ones. I'm like, wow, that's what we doing. And that was the shit. She was. That's what that was her preferred shoe. Right. Period. <laughs> period So Period <laughs> You know what I mean um, So you know I don't think So it's not as much Affected by like uh, 
pop. TV pop culture stuff. It's more like the neighborhood stuff. Gotcha. And then you'd be like, damn, I should have lived in a different neighborhood. <laughs> 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 but, you know, you can't. You can't. You can't close their eyes from what's around. Mm-hmm. And the more they move around, they will they will see, you know, different things. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, so like, you know, I was watching the, I was watching what was going on with, with the reports on the the BET Awards and I was like, you know, these kids, you know what I'm saying, they they pulling it together. You know what I'm saying? Summer Walker was looking good. Uh I like I like what what uh Tyler the Creator did with his show. That was very creative. Yeah, that was and it, a dope it was weird shot. because it's weird because he he you know what I'm saying artists like that don't usually hit the BET Awards. Right. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That was his and first so, BET Awards. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like for him to be there and to bring that level of creativity to the show, I thought that was dope because the BET Awards, you know what I'm saying, last year in the pandemic, they were the most creative show out of all the ones that came out that had to do it virtually. So I, I, I think that it may be a new day in the creativity that goes into the show from these artists and the respect that these artists give to that show because during that time, they did a better job at what they was doing than a lot of the big shows. Right. So right. Thought, thought that was cool. You know what I'm saying? I, I saw what Lil Nas X had to offer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He lived, he lived in his truth. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, enthusiastically. Uh-huh. You know, mm-hmm. raised a lot of eyebrows, which is, you know, that's, that's, that's the job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the job. You know what I mean? Right. You know, you might not agree or might not, you know, be able to swallow it or stomach it. Uh-huh. But he went out there and did his job at the best of his ability to secure his space in the place. Right. So, right, right. you know what I'm saying? You got to give him a, you know, a nod on that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, I think the BET Awards is evolving. Yeah, I think so. I think, and it's funny too, you think about it just generationally, I think, you know, especially given this last past summer, the racial unrest and everything, and like uh, even prior to that, but as a result of that, I think that the black community has definitely been a little bit more, um, I don't know if militant is the word, but just definitely more, it's more solidarity, like even with the like the TikTok uh-huh. strike, right? Right. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, like right. you seeing, like you starting to see a lot more unity, a lot more celebration of Black culture. So you know, mm-hmm. always was the, the the thing of well, y'all go to these white award shows, but y'all don't really go to the BET awards. Y'all won't go to the NAACP mm-hmm. awards, and it seems as though like the community is like, nah, let's let's celebrate our shit. Let's 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 wave our flag. With a little bit more gusto, cause we all we got type shit. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that right. has something to do with it, um, especially with this new generation. You know what I mean? Cause it's a, and it's a new generation of stars. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. and maybe BT's been there uh, for the you know towards the beginning for a lot of these stars. Like they gave them their first breaks, and these people, these these celebrities, are a little bit more um, reflective of that. Like, okay, true indeed. Right. Let me go ahead and. and and celebrate where I'm celebrated. So, right. yeah. And I think what has changed is like now that these artists have done, a lot of artists have done all of the major publications, you know what I'm saying? Especially in this era. It's not as 
like this thing anymore. Like, you know, when it was coming up, you had, you know, you did the Source Double XL vibe. And then, you know, if you broke out and you became Jay-Z or fucking Puffy, you could do uh, Esquire and GQ and all this shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, but by the time, and then they would stop doing the black publication. Like, you know what I'm saying? That ain't even the, on the level no more. I'm up here. You know what I'm saying? Ja Rule, GQ, Man of the Year type of shit. You know? And then you had no real need to go back. You know what I mean? But now in this era, everything is different. You know what I'm saying? The playing fields have leveled out a little bit. And once, you know, I think everybody's playing at the same level per se. Like artists are looking at, yeah, if I get on, if I get Vogue, that's going to be cool and all. But I still have to, you know what I'm saying, touch down with with the po- with the folks. You know what I'm saying? Because these people ain't all the way accepting me there. And, and I think that's happening because... Nowadays, Vogue and all of these places, Esquire and all these places, they are getting the artists at the same level as, you know what I'm saying, Double XL is getting them. You know what I'm saying? They reaching down in the mud like shit. That's that's popping right now. Right now, I'm going, I'm fucking, you know what I'm saying? So they getting them just as quick as everybody else. So it's not as like you had to work your career and then you made it to that shit no more. So... Right, so it's not on some type of pedestal. It's like, oh, they need me just like, you know what I'm saying? They need me just as much as I need them. Like, they they coming down here in the mud to get me? Okay. You know what I'm saying? So so I think it takes a little of the value and it evens out the playing field so that, you know, artists are not just looking like, oh, that's the end-all, be-all. Once I get there, I'm set. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't see it. I was out, but I didn't, I didn't really catch the show live. I scored, I caught mm-hmm. a few performances online, and uh, yeah, it looked cool. I, I, you know, I typically like to watch the BET Awards just, you know, just to watch it. Speaking of um, watching shit, a spectacle. Um, did you see? <laughs> did you see Soldier Boy versus Bow Wow the versus? <laughs> <laughs> you see that shit or no? Nah, I, I see. I see the aftermath. I, 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 you know, you know, what I'm saying that wasn't my era. I mean, I respected everything Soldier Boy did. I was, I did pay attention to Soldier Boy during his come up. You know, what I'm saying his YouTube my MySpace era. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, Bow Wow, you know what I'm saying? Not so much, you know what I'm saying? I I, I, don't, I couldn't tell you much of his music, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Um, so it wasn't something I was really uh, excited to see. And it felt it felt like promo. It felt like straight promo. Because oh, yeah. the Millennium the Millennium Tour is coming with Bow Wow, Soldier Boy, and B, you know, B2K type niggas, so Marion <laughs> and all them. So... So that's coming. So it felt like a promo run, you know what I mean? So it was like, ah, you know, versus becoming the promo run now. Um, yeah, so it's like, you know, you know, I, I ain't got no beef against it. But I, I do, in the aftermath, I do feel like it was good for Bow Wow mm-hmm. because, you know, as goofy as he always comes off, Placing him with Soldier Boy puts him with a nigga that's goofier than him. You know what I'm saying? Which you know, which which once you put them together, he kind of looks like the the one that's like okay, they, you know, a lot of people saying he won, but I like Soldier Boy's audacity. 
I like, you know what I'm saying? He he's a he's a he's his own pitch man. You know what I'm saying? He's his own Don King. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's he's his fucking, you know, his own hype person. And he deserves a lot of the accolades that he's asking for, but he's just so wild about getting it that you you gotta just I, I you know what I'm saying? He don't need no help. You know what I mean? Soldier Boy don't need no help out here. Bow Wow I think needed a little help to shore up his uh his uh, legacy persona, yeah. No, I don't know. His legacy is intact, but his persona, his current status, yeah. I think, could have used a bump. Yeah, yeah, because he was a joke. You know what I'm saying? Like he had a whole bow wow challenge. You know what I'm saying? Like he was trying hard to be relevant, and niggas was clowning him a lot. So I feel like he needed that shit. Right. And Soldier Boy helped him get that. So you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was interesting. I, you know, I made, I think maybe only one. And I guess I made this commitment casually at first, but then I was just like, fuck it. We'll see how long it lasts. But I said, I'm not going to miss any verses, right? It's just part of the culture. Yeah, I just say, Uh fuck it. I mean, especially when it was, everybody was inside. It was, it was like, I wasn't going nowhere. So fuck it. Let me tune in. Even if I'm not as connected to the artist, because what I realized is, Sometimes I just watch it with like an anthropological eye. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's not even always the um, the artist. The artist is mm-hmm. definitely part of it, but it's the the audience. You know, I remember you made that point earlier, like the audience is such a big factor in it. But it is mm-hmm. one of those things like where it really struck me initially was probably when it was Jada versus Fab, right? Because I'm mm-hmm. a fan of both of them, but Jada is obviously the elder out the two. And I didn't realize it was much of a generational divide between Jada and Fab. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. certain, if you're a certain age, you're like, oh, Kiss got this. That's going to be easy. And other people was like, man, mm-hmm. Fab is going to wash him. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I peeped that. Right. was like one of the first type, of th- first type of times I saw that. And you see it over and over in quite a few, you know, uh, instances. But now... When it comes to Soldier Boy and Bow Wow, first of all, I'm genera- generationally disconnected to both of them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I do remember uh, Bow Wow being, quote unquote, Mr. 106 in Park. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But to me, Bow Wow has always been a kid rapper. You know what I mean? Even as mm-hmm. he's grown, he, I, you know, I, you still kind of look at it like you, it's hard sometimes to shake that. It's really, really rare. I mean, Wayne is probably the best example of somebody like totally getting that residue off of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that shit took a lot of verses. Anyway, so then Soldier Boy. But, but Wayne was rapping grown folks shit as a kid. As a kid, so. kid as a young buck. <laughs> yeah, he was wild. He was he was running around wilding. Uh, he wasn't presented in a way of, look at, you know, this guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, cute kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, was on, he was on back that ass up. You know what I'm saying? Right. He was in the same spot <laughs> as, as Juvenile. Everywhere Juvenile was at, Wayne was there looking young and out of place. Like, is this kid supposed to? <laughs> right. No, nah, don't worry about it. He good. That's, that's my son. Wobbity, wobbity, wobbity. Drop it like it's hot, nigga. <laughs> With Soldier Boy, like, I Soldier Boy, what I noticed... In short, what I noticed with both of them is the generation that claims both of them, like they fiercely fuck with both of them. Like there's mm-hmm. certain people that will be like, nah, don't don't trip. Bow Wow's a fucking legend out here. 
You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I understand, like, if you was a certain age, especially if you was somebody, like, when 106 and Park came out, I was in college. So if you was a kid that mm-hmm. was watching 106 and Park and voting for the videos and shit like that, that was like your Jay-Z. That was your guy. He was right. making music right. for you. You came up with him. So, you know what I mean? Like, there's a different reverence for what he's done. You know what I'm saying? Because he was getting mm-hmm. plaques and having number one songs and all that shit. But to me, the context was always like, oh, he's a kid. You know what I'm saying? You know, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that, but there's people that be like, nah, don't sleep. Bow Wow's a fucking legend. My first show was the Scream Tour. All of that type of shit. So right. there's that. Right. And, and you know, that, that's the, the same thing with this Millennium Tour. You know what I'm saying? It's like Scream Tour as uh, graduates. And right. so- okay. That shit was out of my that you know what I'm saying I was way gone. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> you know, arguably changed music. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he, he, he shit. He played a a large part in what has turned this internet era. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes he gets credited as of late. You know, as of the last few years, people have kind of. Mm-hmm. Giving him his credit, but then to to your point, he's definitely he knows how to play it up. He knows how to kind of get his Rodney Dangerfield on. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, little I get no respect, but he's like, I created that. The whole shit that you did, mm-hmm. I did that. And like we spoke about this before, he's got since he's been in the game, everything is on video for him. So he's got real mm-hmm. receivers like, yo, pull up this on YouTube. I did that back in right. fucking 2013. Pull this up. And it's like, oh, shit. All right. Fair enough. Right. You got right. you got, you got, got it. So um, right. the the actual verses, and in, in honestly, that shit was chaos. You know what I'm saying? Like, that <laughs> shit was ridiculous. It was chaos. Soldier Boy doing the same record a few different times. Uh, Bow Wow definitely came across looking like the elder, the more mature mm-hmm. out the two. You know what I'm saying? Soldier Boy definitely kind of came across of the more current out the two. He he did the uh, I forget who had this, who who did this same thing before, but they was like, yo, I forget who what verses it'll come to me, but the uh, the refrain was, yo, but you ain't got no hits from now. Like what's going on? Right, I, that right, shit. Right. That shit was ten years ago. It's hot, but that right, shit right, was right, a long right. time ago. You ain't on the radio right now. Like he kept killing him right. with that. I could tell Bad was that, a little tight about it too. But go ahead. That, that was Gucci. That yeah, was Gucci. yeah, Gucci. Yeah, play some regular. <laughs> yeah, play some new shit, some current <laughs> shit. We get it. Trap or die. That was what's up. That was what was that? Oh five, oh six. That was a long time ago, Pop. You know what I mean? But yeah, he was he was hitting them with a little bit of that. They were going at each other. You know what I'm saying? And you never know what the the true level of friendship is because it seems like they are close because there was points where the mm-hmm. motherfuckers was going in on each other. Like, you know, if your ego ain't and where it should be, it could turn into a situation. But uh, yeah. overall, it was cool. And uh, as of late, the most recent versus talks, there's two versus talks I want to get your opinion on. And it might transform out of there after this. But... Um, uh okay, so DJ Envy asked Lil Kim at the BET Awards on the red carpet. She was like, "Yo," he said. He said, "Yo, you were um, are you open to doing verses?" She was like, "Yeah," like straight up, yeah. So it's almost like mm-hmm. I don't know if this is already in play. It's like, well, who would you do a mm-hmm. verses against? She was like, "Nikki," you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is pretty interesting. 
because you know mm-hmm. if their past, their history. Obviously, you know some people would have wanted to see uh, Kim and Foxy, but I think Kim and right. Nikki is which is more appropriate. It's more appropriate because it's more of that era, same um, era as shit. Yeah, right. Well, that's the first question. Who would you rather see, Kim versus Foxy or Kim versus Nikki? If you had to watch one of them, Foxy. And why is that? But because I mean, Kim versus Nikki, it seems like it would be more like let me cash in on some of this shine that Nikki has now, and let her give me some of these, you know, these props for for leading the way. You know what I mean? So it don't seem more like a versus. It seems more like a, you know, like a uh, let's celebrate, you know, where this, where my style or my my look and feel comes from. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I would look at it. Yeah, it's more like an homage type of versus. You know what I mean? And we've seen those. Um, but when it was really Nikki, I mean Foxy versus Kim at the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? And we could go ahead and settle this out. Like, who was it? It was another one like that. Where it was like, let's go ahead and settle this out now, because this was the thing. Brandy back and then. Monica. Brandy and Monica. You know, what I'm saying oh shit like that. You know, what I'm saying it was one in hip hop too as well. That was like, let's just go ahead and settle this. Gucci and um, Jeezy. Well, that too. Uh, you know, all right, bet. So there it is. Uh-huh. You know, what I'm saying. Uh-huh. So to be more like that for me, I would rather see Nikki and Foxy. I mean, Foxy and Kim. Uh-huh. And then let Nikki go with somebody that's current. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? That that's that's out here now. Um, but I think Nikki and I mean, why I keep wanting to say Nikki? Nikki is just current on, on the tip of the tongue. Right. But um pause. Uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> but Kim and Foxy will probably be more, you know, it will have more tension. You know what I mean? I'm not sure what Foxy is with her hearing right now, right. but you know what I'm saying? It, it seemed like it'd be a little more versus You know what I'm saying? Then Omaji. Yeah, I see that. I, I think I would rather see Kim versus Nikki. I mean, Kim mm-hmm. versus Foxy would be cool because we all know that, and you know, it would, it would, it would be interesting. I think it would be more, I think. Kim versus Foxy would fare well more for Foxy. Actually, for both of them. And it would be more of a celebration than an homage, right? I think that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be one of those things like Gucci Jeezy where we kind of, or even Monica Brandy, but more Gucci Jeezy where we kind of like put our rivalry to the rest, to rest and we hopefully mm-hmm. embrace each other and we, you know what I mean, celebrate each other or whatever. And then they both could kind of get their shine i think foxy you know especially since she you know her hearing issues she's kind of been away you know what i mean um mm-hmm. from the the limelight even more so mm-hmm. than kim so it's like you gotta research foxy to to remember that foxy was nice foxy was nice foxy mm-hmm. got a dope voice crazy delivery she had some hard records. Like, that's the beauty of Versus. Versus is like the new behind the music or the new unsung mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Because uh-huh. it's like you right. start to remember people's catalog. You're like, oh, shit, I forgot. Or, you know what I mean? People that you might have, you might have not, like, even 
it might have looked a little lopsided off top. Like when I saw the like mm. Trina versus Eve, I felt like could have been a little lopsided off top, but it was a mm. lot more competitive than what I thought it would be. You know what I'm saying? I don't mm. think Kim versus Foxy is lopsided at all. I think it, and I think again, like I said, I think Foxy would benefit from you know that light again. Like okay, let's mm-hmm. not forget. You know what I mean? Now back to Nikki and and Kim. What I think is ill about Nikki and Kim is okay. Yeah, I guess there is that homage element because Nikki definitely uh, was heavily inspired by Kim, especially early on. You know what I mean? Like you know, even down to the to the album art and shit like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I think too, you know, while like it, it's two generations. It's two generations, mm-hmm. and I think it would actually benefit. It would benefit both of them, but I think it would benefit Nikki probably more than even Kim. Kim is already mm-hmm. celebrated by her fans, even though Nikki got her fans. But Nikki also has a lot of people that kind of look at her sideways. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For a bunch of different reasons, I think. I think as far as the current, like amongst the current crop there's more people that are inspired by Nikki or at least benefit from the door that she cracked than probably would mm-hmm. even be willing to admit. Some would, some wouldn't. You know what I mean? I don't think she has a peer in the current scene. Like, I don't think Cardi's her peer. You know what I mean? Cardi's probably the next hot female rapper and then that created the, line, the line of Meg and all of these new, you know what I mean? Everybody else kind of female, like, woman rappers going crazy from like Rico Nasty to Doja Cat to on and on. Like it's a, it's abundance of them. Whereas mm-hmm. Nikki was kind of dolo for the most part. You know what I mean? Remy was in jail for mm-hmm. a while. Kim was kind of, you know, at the end of her career, Nikki was kind of the one, you know what I mean? And I also think that it'll also showcase the fact Nikki can rap. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. Nikki can rap and Nikki write her own shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I think it'd be an interesting, interesting way to kind of to get that respect that I don't think she really gets beyond the barbs. I don't think people really kind of, you know, I think. And it seems like it's been a conversation that's been starting to bring her back into the fold with that whole Mount Rushmore 2010. And you know what I mean? Like she put out her her mixtape, put some new records out. You know what I mean? I think she's coming out with a new album. Hopefully it's a little bit more hip hop centric. You know what I'm saying? So it would be an interesting rollout benefit for her, too. So, But who knows? Now, mm-hmm. the other one that I saw developing, and it's been, it's been funny, too. Niggas is talking greasy. Uh, <laughs> Nori versus uh, Beanie Siegel. Why niggas talking greasy about that? No, Nori talking great. You know, like, it's shit talk. Uh, not like, no, he hyping it up. Like, yeah, not a, yeah, yeah, yeah. On some old, you know, we promoting the fight type shit. But, like, I ain't never really heard Nori talk greasy like this in a minute. Like, going in on us. And Siegel ain't no well, sucker. Well, you know, huh? Well, you know, Nori is, is, is he's he has a podcast that's right. been running for years. Right, 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 right. He's, he's well-versed, and he's been on the mic. He's been on the mic talking to the people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's he's found a whole new space, so he can talk. You know what I'm saying? He got people that, are, you know, listen to his talk. It's like, Beanie, if you Beanie Siegel and you've been in Philly chilling and shit, like, damn, nigga, like, you have to start to craft the voice from scratch. Right, right, right. But, you know, I could see that. But, uh-huh. I don't know. I don't, I don't know where, where I fall on that because 
While I've heard Nori's big records, I never dug into a Nori catalog. I never went into a Nori album and be like, okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And really investigated it. Beanie, when he dropped, I was a big fan of Beanie. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, this nigga is the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when his first album was about to drop, like, nah, I'm in Miami. I'm Because I live in New York now. I'm in Miami. To, nah, this nigga here is, you know what I'm saying? This nigga here is, is real. He, he, he got it. And, you know what I'm saying? Then the truth dropped. And I'm down there, yeah, yeah, check this shit out. You know what I'm saying? And what I've learned, you know, I was way more zealous than them niggas was. And With the Miami once, niggas? You know, yeah, you start playing it, and then you know <laughs> it don't resonate. You know, you feel the room get empty on the energy and shit. You're like, nah, nah, but listen to the nigga, man. The nigga said, and you be like, you realize that it's just you, right? And it's like, ah, you know what I'm saying? Because I think on his album, while I like the truth, the aesthetic of the truth was very, um, it, it, it didn't have a lot of texture. To me, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was, it was his voice. They kind of let his, they kind of was went minimalist and let his voice lead the way, which probably was a, you know, that's the most sensible way to go when you got somebody with that kind of voice. But when you're talking about resonating across the board, it fell a little flat. And I, you know, I was like, damn. And I just always wanted Beanie to win. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I was just that's that's where I stand on it. <laughs> nah, I hear you. Where I'm at with it, I well, off the top, I would have, and I heard people saying this for a while. You know, even Nori was saying like Nori versus Cam. I think that would probably be a, a more interesting matchup just because they got mm-hmm. uh, like you know more hit records. Like I'm a huge mm-hmm. Beans fan. That's like one of my favorite lyricists. He's a beast. Beans makes mm-hmm. great albums. Like, might even have at least two classics under his belt. Like, he makes amazing albums, but them albums is chock full of, like, album cuts, which are fire mm-hmm. if you're paying attention. You know what I mean? But, like, if you're in a right. versus and you're only paying 90 seconds of what's your life like, that shit might not, re- it might not go up against fucking, you know, Super Thug. Or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, Nori got... I could I could hear a Nori set in the club still, you know what I mean? Like I don't really know much of a Seagull set, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to be a Seagull fan. You could put together a Seagull set, but I don't know if it's gonna resonate in the same way as a Nori set. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know Nori got the Pharrell factor, and then you know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. there's a few other things. Um, I think the shit talk would be great. For both of them, I think they probably have good, good um, stories. You know, they they fuck with each other. You know, they've worked with each other outside of music and shit like that. So mm-hmm. it could be interesting. It could be one of them things. Like, it could help recast Siegel because I don't think that Siegel get enough credit for how ill he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. um, especially how the whole shit with him and Jay ended a little bit, and then you know he got shot, and you know what I'm saying. Oh, is this, I mean, yeah, when he lost, like he lost his, you know, he lost his voice for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Or it's it's way different. Mm-hmm. 
Like it kind of took a lot of the ferocity away from the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. Siegel was, I remember watching that motherfucking MTV diary where Siegel hop off the stage going after somebody. Like that nigga was like mm-hmm. a pit bull. <laughs> like he was off the chain. You know what I mean? That's why I was surprised when Noy right. was talking crazy. I was like, oh, y'all niggas is wildin'. This nigga Siegel's not to be played <laughs> with. But um right, right, right. yeah, it'd be interesting. I don't, you know, like it's a weird one sometimes. It'd be interesting who the crowd would be. You know, the crowd definitely plays a big hand. I think they kind of share a similar crowd. I, again, like I said, I think Nori got more hits that are just like straight to the ear. Like, oh, you can get it within a, mm-hmm. a minute and a half. Siegel got that shit where what he's saying is the whole verse. Yeah, you need because you need to hear this nigga. He gonna say some shit where you like. Oh wow, that was that was you know what I mean. That was deep, you know what I mean. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know how that deep shit really resonate in verses. But who knows? <laughs> you know who knows? You know because you know who know, you never know. You never know. Sometimes it sometimes it works out. It's how you play it. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to see what'll happen. That that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, we gonna see. We gonna see. We'll, we'll stay tuned. Let us know what y'all think in the comments. What you think of them versus matches, some of these past versus, some of what was your favorites? What's your predictions on, you know, what would you rather, Nikki Kim, Nikki, uh, I mean, Kim versus Foxy, Kim versus Nikki, or would you rather Nori versus Cam, Nori versus Siegel, who are your predictions? You know what I mean? And, and whatever else, man, just, you know, engage with the people. We always like talking. Let's open this conversation up to the conversationalists. Mm-hmm. Until next time, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even an enemy. To get in the conversation. We out.